All right, welcome to the Jordan High 2004 podcast. This is Steve. And this is Gonzo. I'm really excited for our guest today. Oh gosh, me too. I'm really looking forward to this. This has been one that... You, you know, she was supposed to be episode one. She was. She's the first person, like, that when, uh, when we thought about doing this, we both thought, like... Missy Moss, let's like reach out to her. Well, you know, and I, she doesn't know this, but I, I thought about her, and I didn't know that you had also thought about her, but I made some big Easter post on Facebook. I posted a bunch of pictures. I never post stuff about my kids, so it was fun to get feedback from everybody. Like, oh my gosh, your kids have grown so much. And some people maybe didn't even know I was married. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, there was a bunch of likes and hearts, and then there was like this one random care emoji that someone put, like that little hugging the heart, okay. and it was Missy. And I was like, that was really cool that she chose that one. It made me feel like she did care. <laughs> and I, that, when I saw that, that was when I reached out. I was like, Gonzo, maybe we should do this podcast, and we should have Missy on. <laughs> and so... I'm glad that it worked out, and I, uh, I think that she's got a lot that she can share with us. Yeah, I'm excited. And she was one of the first persons that I thought of, too. For me, um, it's because I really have some beef that I need to hash out with her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear what it is. It's something that I think about maybe once every other year. Like a memory pops into my head, and it's like something I'm embarrassed about. But, so stay tuned. We'll, we'll hash some beef out with Missy. I'm all ears. I can't wait to hear what you have to come up with. Great. So, well, here she is, Missy Moss. All right, so today we have Missy Moss Wright, our class president. Steve, I think this makes our podcast the official Jordan High 2004 podcast. I think so. Out of all the other ones out there, <laughs> I don't think anybody else has had the class no, president. No yet. one's had Missy on it, so... This makes it legit. We're legitimate podcasts. We're not. We're no longer underground. Yeah. If you guys are gonna listen to any episode, this one is it <laughs> for <cheeks>. sure. <laughs> it's been a long time since I blushed. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You're our fearless leader. You know, so you 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 made us a, a better class, and you brought us through. So, thank you Aww. for taking the time to to hop on and help us. Find out what's going on in your life and, and get to hopefully know you a little bit better now compared to how we knew you 17 to 20 years ago. Right. Yeah. Don't say that number. Too. That just is weird to hear a that. A few years ago. <laughs> a few yeah. years ago. Thank you. That feels better. <laughs> yeah. So uh, tell us, where, where are you living? What's, what's new in your life going on right now? So, um, I'm actually living in southern Texas in a town called McAllen. It's just 10 minutes away from Mexico, and we've lived here for a year and a half, and we're hoping to get back to Salt Lake City um, in two, no, three and a half years. So, we're here for five years total. Does, uh, does your city have really good Mexican food? Um, yes. Very much so. And it's very different. It's not like Utah at all. Um, so it's very it's very different, but very good. My kids don't like the candy, but... <laughs> Spicy candy? I know. <laughs> yeah. So I served an LDS mission in Washington, D.C., but there's, you know, there's tons of Peruvians, tons, tons of people from El Salvador, but tons of people from Mexico there. And... 
I was always, that was one of the things that always tripped me up. It's just like putting fruit in a Ziploc bag and a tons of like spicy chili and shaking it up and like, that's like your snack. I was like, oh, that's like, <laughs> I like sweet mango. <laughs> Why does it make my yeah. Mouth hurt? <laughs> yeah. We learned the hard way when we got. Um, uh, yeah, I think they served it at a restaurant. We're like, "Ooh, what's this?" And we ate it, and the kids like, "Ah!" They spit it out, and <laughs> now they don't. They stay away. I think it's sriracha. I think that's what it's called. But yeah. Maybe not. I can't remember what it's called. But yeah, it's that that spicy orange stuff. But so, Missy, tell us, um, who were you uh, when you were in high school? How did you see yourself then? Oh wow! Straight to it. Okay. Well, um, I was hopefully a, a friend to everyone. That was my goal. I really didn't want to belong to just one group. So not that that's a bad thing, but um, I feel like I tried to be friends with most people. And I felt like I had a pretty blessed life and was happy and tried to be involved and pretty much anything I could. I think I spent like morning to night being busy and being gone. So yeah, I just tried to enjoy life as much as I could because dang it, it's hard being an adult. <laughs> so, yeah. Did you feel like you did enjoy it? Like, were you a happy kid? Were you, did you have a good time? Yeah. I mean, I think most girls struggle well, maybe if anybody struggles, but I think there's always that teenage girl struggle, and I had insecurities and things that I wasn't confident in, but I felt like I was happy. I mean, I really struggled with anxiety. I, was, I struggled with anxiety since I was probably 10, and it was kind of a an ongoing battle, but um, I don't feel like it got the best of me. It was just kind of a a thing I had to always keep in check, but I feel like for the most part, I enjoyed life and enjoyed school. You know, I, I know that when I think back, and maybe my memory is a little bit blurry, but we were class officers together. And so we mm -hmm. had a lot of different meetings and different planning events. And then even after when we were talking about like our five and our 10 year reunions, um, you did, from what I remember, you did genuinely seem to just enjoy it. Like you, you wanted to be president because I want to do this. This seems like something that I would be good at. And I never, I don't remember you complaining, but you were there. You were always there every meeting, all the time, just really fighting for Aww. a class, you know, all those things we really demanded for. <laughs> you were our yeah. advocate. But I, I just remember you really, you did. You, you seemed to enjoy that, and you did seem genuinely kind to all the different people we were talking to at school. So I, I can vouch for you. I, from my experience, you were, you were that kind of person. Well, thanks. That's that's really nice. I, I hope I was looked at that way. I really genuinely do feel like I love everybody. And um, I feel like I obviously wasn't perfect in high school. And I'm sure I offended a lot of people I didn't even realize. And so if any of those people are listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I feel like we do the best with the knowledge we have at the time. And so hopefully I wasn't too bad, but I did want to be a party planner when I grew up. And so I think, yeah, planning reunions was exciting to me. So yeah, that was one of the things I loved about being a class officer was that part. And then just, I've always loved connection and I've always loved just like bonding with people. And so I think that's another thing I loved about being a class officer was 
just bringing students together and having a good time and cheering on sports or just going on adventures and just assemblies and that creative part. I love creativity and so I've like had a lot of fun things about it. So I, I really did enjoy it. And so who who are you now? What what has changed? Do you still feel like you like those connections? Like making those connections with people? Do you still like planning parties and events? How who are you as an adult now? So honestly, I feel like I have not changed too much. I feel like I've definitely grown up a lot and learned a lot of tough lessons in life, but um, I feel like I still like to plan things. Um, one of the things I do is um, I plan camps for, for, for youth or leadership camps, and we do those in the summer for teens, and um, I still love the the creativity part, the speaking part, like, you know, speaking at assemblies and at graduation. Um, I'm a speaker for, it's called Ivy Ranch, and we go around, well, when I lived in Utah, but we would go around to schools all across Utah and speak about um, just being kind and, and how to be a leader. So I feel like those things that I love and are still with me now, I definitely feel like I'm a stronger person inside than I was then. I think all of us probably are. So, so yeah, life life gets hard. I've see, I've seen so many of our classmates struggle through really difficult things, and I know I'm not alone with with trials and and even you know classmates that we've lost. And so, I think I'm pretty passionate about overcoming challenges and hard things. I think that's kind of my mission right now in life is helping other people know they're not alone and that. Uh, we all have challenges, but I feel like the whole purpose of us being on this earth is to help each other through trials, and so I think that's what's passionate. What I'm passionate about is just bringing people together and knowing that they're not alone. Whether it's I'm writing a book right now, and hopefully that can help people know that um, their struggles aren't aren't alone. And yeah, even if it's just for my kids to know that there's some life lessons I've learned that hopefully they can learn from. So, yeah. Is there, like, that's awesome. Like to, to say how you're passionate about that and you're, you know, from the things you say you're doing, you're fulfilling that and you're kind of following that passion. Do you, um, is there an event? Like you say you, you want to help other people through their trials and overcome their hardships. Is there, is there an event or something that happened in your life that, caused that yeah, or is triggered there, that like, like what, what caused that passion wow that's a really good question um yeah so well since I was young I I think I mentioned earlier that anxiety was just like a really tough thing I had overcome well I don't know if you can overcome maybe you can but you always have to keep it in check there was an accident in my family when I was younger that I um, witnessed that kind of caused some PTSD that that kind of brought the anxiety on and I had a battle with it and then when um Aaron Perry passed away that was kind of like the beginning of I don't know um the beginning of my trials I I would say where seeing that I have no control over you know you just want to be in control of everything and that was like one of those things where I was 
kind of like, wow, I, I don't have control of, of everything. And so, but that actually changed my life for, uh, for good. That was a positive experience, although it was just tragic. It kind of helped me be a stronger person and look at life differently. And then fast forward, uh, when I was five years, five years after I was married, my husband was diagnosed with a brain tumor and had some pretty scary seizures where, you know, we thought he was going to die. And, um, it was, it was pretty traumatic as well. And after his brain surgery, unfortunately he was paralyzed on the left side of his body and he's a left-hander. So he was, he had learned to walk again and his cognition was, uh, gone on a different planet for a while. So I kind of felt like he died for a while and he was gone and, um, he just started his dream career. And so it was just kind of crazy timing. And, um, so, so that was, that was something challenging that we got through. Luckily he's doing great. And then we decided to, uh, be foster parents. I think when we had three kids, yeah, we had three kids. It was something I never ever planned on, but, um, it was just one of those things like where your guts and your instincts are just saying you need to do this. And we had a really good experience with um, the teenage girl that we fostered and thought, okay, that's it. Like mission accomplished. We're done. But then this young boy um, was supposed to be temporary. He had diabetes, um, type one, no, type two diabetes. He was 18. Both his parents had just passed away within six months, so he had nobody. And he had um, celiacs and Addison's, and he was autistic. And so, obviously, with three kids, uh, it wasn't my plan to take on more, but it was supposed to be temporary um, and it ended up being longer term because he was such a sweet guy. He really um, was a good addition to our family and he went uh, on a couple of vacations with us we took him he he grew up in a really poor home and had never traveled anywhere so it was just fun to we took him to northern california and he got to see the redwood forest and yosemite and all these things like for the first time it was exciting to see and a week after we got home we went camping and he <clears throat> got sick while we were camping and it was just the stomach flu but because of his Addison's disease, it, it's, it's where your adrenals don't fight stress. And so um, I took him to the hospital because he wasn't feeling very well, and he actually passed away on the way there. And wow. oh my it, was, it was really um, kind of one of those things like you'll ne you never ever imagine you'll witness. Death is uh, a crazy thing, but... Um, dealing with forgiving myself for being, you know, his his person that's supposed to take care of him, and and him passing away on my watch, and thinking, what could I have done better? What could I could I have saved him? And all these things that go through your head. But in the end, luckily, God is um, very loving and helped me understand it was Elliot's time. But um, that, along with my husband's brain tumor returning last year, right when the, the pandemic, <laughs> I think it was a week after lockdown happened, and it was pretty freaky. We didn't know a lot about it. Um, my husband went into a, a grand mal seizure right in front of us, and 
um, stop breathing and it was, it was pretty scary as well. And, um, ended up finding out he had a, a new brain tumor that had come and needed to get brain surgery ASAP. And so we went back to Utah and he got surgery and luckily it was a good outcome and he's doing well, but in a nutshell, I just, that's just a little, little piece of the trials. I've just had, um, the major ones in my life that have just, whenever I hear of anybody losing someone or, or going through something hard, like I'm just drawn to them and I'm drawn to their story. And I just want to give them a big hug and squeeze and tell them that, that they're loved and that God loves them and that they're, they're going to make it through. So I think that's kind of where it all stems from. Dang. Well, thanks so much for sharing. Oh my gosh. Um, I can see, no, but I I mean, (laughs) honestly, I can see what you're saying. You've, you've gotten stronger, but I mean, obviously you've gotten stronger, like going through not only the illnesses with your husband, but you know, the, with your foster son's death and pushing forward through all those trials. And of course you've gotten stronger. I mean, oh my gosh, I think anybody would just like collapse or (laughs) just kill over. Um, But you know, you just picked up and kept working and uh, that's super admirable. Well, thank you. And honestly, I, I think God is an amazing, he's just, he's just incredible because I started running when I was younger, like maybe 12 and not knowing that it was helping with the internal struggles I was dealing with, that it was healing me. But I don't know. I feel like when you choose something hard, it just builds those internal muscles, not just the external muscles. And so I feel like just that mental toughness that came from running long distance kind of honestly, like God had led me to running so that I could get through the harder things later in life because it really did kind of come down to mental toughness and just my relationship with God and knowing that he knew, you know, what I was going through and that he was there for me. So I think what's, it's fascinating about this is that I'm like, I'm watching your face. Like, I know we don't post the videos of these, but just watching how you're talking about these experiences. And I think it's really thinking about what you went through. I think it would be very easy for a person to become bitter or cold, or think, why me? Why would this happen to us? Like, why would I deserve this? Or be mad at God, saying, like, hey, I've been really good. You know, it's just like, why is God making my husband sick? Why did God push me through this, like, tough thing of all these trials that I'm going through? But on the other hand, you're not, like, you're saying, like, well, my faith in God has actually helped me go through these and learn from all these experiences which is like totally different than I think most people do yeah and I I as so that's what I was just watching your demeanor and watching just like the you know just seeing your face as you're talking about it is you're that was like the perfect answer to my question like did something happen that caused you to (laughs) and I think that yeah those are huge experiences that a lot of us hopefully won't have to kind of have to face but to be able to go through that and it's like well you know like you kind of talked about Aaron. I remember when Aaron died, that, that really shocked us all at, at Eastmont. Just, wow. Because yeah. he was super nice guy to everybody. 
super mm-hmm. popular. Everyone loved him and just the strongest kid. He was a football player. Like he had everything ahead of him and then boom, him and his dad died. And yeah. I think that maybe for a lot of us was kind of our first big wake up call in life mm-hmm. that, Hey, you know what? There's a lot of things that are out of our control. So maybe yeah. that gives us a chance to reflect on our lives and control what we can. And I just love that you used that. And I don't know what your, you know, your, your personal intimate moments were with yourself and your thoughts to, during those times, but the fact that you're able to come out of it and be an advocate and seek out and have that true empathy, like, hey, I get it, and I'm here, and I do want to give you a hug, and God <laughs> does love you, and I love you. Like, I think that that's really admirable, and that's just... Like, thank you for sharing that, because that's... I think that can be helpful to hear for a lot of people. It helps me to hear that. Well, thanks. That really does mean a lot to me, because... Um, when you mentioned, and I'm not saying I'm a good person, but like when I was in high school, I seriously did not break one rule. Like I was such a goody good and it's embarrassing. Like I wish I would have broken rules. And I don't know if any of you went to Willow Canyon, but there was a thing called Cucks. Like it was like study hall. And I, I never went there once. Like I, I always like was so afraid of ever getting in trouble. Like I always wanted to never be like I have nightmares of getting pulled over like I am such a baby when it comes to being in trouble (laughs) and and so I think obviously I'm not perfect in other areas of my life but I think like it doesn't protect you from trials and there's just so many amazing people that go through trials too and I think if you look at it um if you look for the miracles and you look through the tender mercies then you'll you'll find them if you're looking for them. And one of my kind of mentalities is there's always a silver lining. Like there's people you'll meet if you hadn't have had those trials. There's a person you'll become if you hadn't have had those trials. And there's a relationship for me with God had I not had those trials. So Obviously, I wouldn't wish them on anybody, and I don't want to go through them again, but I'm grateful for them, and I wouldn't change them for anything because of what I've learned, and I guess, I don't want to say who I've become, but I definitely have grown a lot, so. Uh, what what advice would you give to yourself back in high school now? Um, break some <laughs> rules? No, break so many rules. <laughs> The scene of of, uh, Billy Madison and Adam Sandler is like, stay as long as you can. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you say that. When he was like, I wish I was growing up, Billy. Oh, man. Oh, man. I just feel like, like for me, I know there's a lot of our classmates that did have unseen trials. And that's what I've learned is like, there's always, like everyone goes through something and there was classmates of ours that went through things we don't even know about. So I feel like I was fortunate where my high school, I didn't have a ton of trials. And so um, I'm grateful for those happy years. But if I was to talk to myself in the future, I would say it's going to be okay. I think that's probably my favorite phrase is it's going to be okay. It yeah. makes me feel better just hearing you say that. <laughs> it's going to be okay. You're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 
Missy, it's great talking to you. It's great seeing you. Do oh my you goodness. so? Good so, you guys. so on a lighter note, do you have any beef that you want to hash out? So what? Old that beef? Oh, she hasn't heard. Yeah, you haven't heard. You'll, you hear about it when you finish up that episode. <laughs> <laughs> old oh, beef man. is the part of the podcast where we talk about if. Any of us had any old beef that we want to just clear the air? Um, <laughs> anything that you've been holding on to? Um, now is your chance. Beef with you two? Or with anybody? Well, they'll come. They'll come out and with, send a voice memo if you were saying like, like, is there something that I need to apologize to you for? Like that one time that I said that mean thing to you, or did that like when I, whatever? Any old beef that you need to hash out? So you mean like? Something I need to apologize for, or someone that owes me an apology? <laughs> Both. Either one. Like, do I need to apologize to you? Does Gonzo need to apologize to you? Dang it. Um, honestly, I I can't think of one thing, but that's not fun. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, let's sorry. hear it. I really don't have any. Oh, you but... can't think of one thing. I thought you said, I can think of just one thing. <laughs> okay. Oh. Okay, actually, I do. I do have a beef. I, it came. Okay. Um, Mr. Steenblick should not have been a choir teacher. <laughs> oh. oh, you've heard it here, folks. Shot's been fired. Mr. Steenblick, you can send us a voice mel- memo at Jordan High Podcast 2000, uh, Jordan High 2004 podcast, podcast at gmail.com and uh, Gonzo, answer. <laughs> no, he just. He was he was hard, but that's really honestly the only thing I can think of is is him screaming at us all the time and being scared for my life. So should have skipped that class. That's what you could tell your high school self. Did, did you guys have Mr. Steenblick? Yeah, I didn't. I, I never did any choir thing. I do. I, I have a horrible I just singing voice. I just thought Maybe it was, it was fun. since the magicals he was hard on. I don't know. It was I think, just... I, he probably was. I was in acapella, so I don't know. Just, oh, okay. Just like, low, See, there was. We had a lower bar. <laughs> but I have, forg- I, have, I have forgiven Mr. Steenblake because I've learned we're all just doing the best we can. But yeah, at the time, I did not did not think he was the best. You know, that's, that's something that I've learned as an adult, that you think when you're a kid, you think all these adult like some doctor or some, like the teachers, they know all this stuff. And then you... You know, I'm in my mid-30s, and I think it's like, I'm like the age that those people were, and I, I know I know a few <laughs> things, but, you know, most of the time, I'm just trying to sound like I know what I'm talking about, <laughs> but, it's so. so true, it's so true. <laughs> so I every time really I'm talking helps. to, I'm always, like, double-checking, because I know it's just like, everybody, we're just people, and a lot of the times, we're just trying to get by and do our job mediocrely, <laughs> but, Missy, yeah. I, I have some beef with you. Um, what? Yeah, that, that I'd like to hash out right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, is this the whole reason why you had me on the podcast to get this? This out? is maybe ninety nine percent of the reason I, I wanted you on, and then Steve also wanted you on. I have a reason <laughs> too. It's not for beef. <laughs> okay, so you and I went to prom. Prom. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think senior year. Yes. Yes. Okay, and then so I think I heard from probably Steve, if not after, maybe right before prom, that you felt that I only asked you to go to prom because you could get free tickets to prom. 
What? Yes. So, obviously... I thought you were going to say that you only asked me to prom because you felt bad for me. <laughs> or that could, you could only get there for... Or because you could get it for free or something. Get in for free. So... Wow. I don't even remember this. I can't even say. Either way, the way I was acting obviously made you feel like that way or you made you feel like enough to bring it up to Steve or to someone else that it came back around to me and I don't think I said anything to you about it but I'm really sorry I feel like obviously like I, I had a great time I remember even like your dad giving me a hard time when I went to pick you up and everything but um you've got an incredible memory I love this yeah um the that I think I have a I have a memory about this particular thing because it it reaches my insecurities too. So mm -hmm. I grew up like uh, poorer than other kids. Like I had would get the free lunch at high school, so I didn't have a lot of money to take girls out. And I think usually by prom I was like broke. I had like no money or anything. From like summer savings. From this is from money that I would save over the summer. So I actually like it was one of the reasons that I asked you to go. Because I don't think we even did like pictures or an activity. We're just like, I'll pick you up, we'll go to the dance. You know, so it's like I wanted to go but I probably wasn't gonna go. And then it's like I found out that's like, oh if I ask Missy we can get there for free. But so that could have been a reason, but I, if I acted and made you feel like that was the only reason, and I think I hurt your feelings, so I'm really sorry. Oh, that's so funny, and that's what I was saying when I said I made mistakes in high school, because I, I don't remember thinking that, but if I did and I said something, like, that's on me for, for thinking, you know, that that was okay to tell someone. That's what I'm talking about is is the things that the mistakes that we make in high school but I'm glad I don't remember that because all I remember is having a blast with you I didn't even know we didn't do an activity I just remember you being a super fun date and if it helps you feel any better about like feeling like that is if you would have been like some guy I didn't know very well and you asked me for that reason then I probably maybe would have felt that way but I felt like we were pretty good friends and Honestly, you made me feel super comfortable because I had insecurities too and you're just a safe person and I always felt safe around you and that I could be myself and so I just remember you were one of my favorite dates that I ever went to on a, uh, a dance with. So Dang. that's all I remember. All right. Well, that makes me feel really good. I'm glad we hashed this beef out. <laughs> I kind of have some beef now too because... I also could get into that dance for free. And Gonzo didn't ask me. <laughs> I so and that's maybe one of the reasons too. I feel like that's one of my regrets of high school. It's like uh, maybe I was too homophobic with my comments or things that I said. I think a lot of us in the early 2000s were um but man, I should I could have gone to a dance with you, buddy. <laughs> We'll share the dance floor at our 20th. We're going to have to start talking about our 20th reunion pretty soon here. Yes, you know? I hope anybody listening seriously will come. Hopefully things are back to normal by then. It's still a couple of years out, so we got till 2024. But so. I, I feel like it won't be, maybe we'll have a little bit deeper conversations at a reunion if people listen to the podcast and are feeling um, like, I'm not, I don't want to know about like, 
Missy's job because I already kind of know it. And you can talk about, it's like, how's it going with helping people overcome their issues? Or, you know, it's like, we, we might know who we are now a little bit more. Yeah. I think so, too. I love what you guys are doing. And I'm going to tell everyone I can. Um, and I hope people come to the reunion because I think, if anything, the pandemic has taught us that uh, face-to-face is much better than virtual. So I don't know if everyone agrees with that, but to me, like I said earlier, connection to me is uh, pretty important. And I'm a hugger, so I want to hug a lot of people at the reunion. <laughs> and and if anybody else has a beef and it's like bugging you about me, I would love to hash it out because oh. I'm telling you, I would not want that to like stick <laughs> with anybody. So. All right, yeah, I posted I, a link on the on the Facebook no, page. Don't do it publicly, just privately. <laughs> no, 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 no. It publicly is much better. <laughs> then we can, we can no. vote who actually is the... No, just kidding. That's funny. Uh, cool. Yeah. Well, Missy, thank you so much for just taking the time. I know it's a little bit later there, but uh, just taking Problem. the time to just catch up with us and help us just know who you are a little bit better. And it's, it's been a pleasure to just well, thank you. hear you and listen to your stories. It's really good to see your face. You too. It makes me feel like it was yesterday. You know, that sounds weird, but it, it's good to see your guys' faces too. It makes me, I don't know, go back in time for a minute and it, it's nice. So not that I don't love my life. Like I'm grateful for my family, but you know, the carefree years, those were good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for what you guys are doing. Keep it up, and I'll spread the word. You guys are awesome. One last thing. Do you want to – I know you guys, you were doing, like, speaking through the elementaries. What's that? Is, it, is that a business? Do you want to promote it at all? Is there something you want to promote? Well, it is called Ivy Ranch, and so if anybody has a teenager that they um, are struggling with self-esteem or – want to develop leadership skills, um, if you go to ivyranch.org, then you can you can find our camps speaking because of schools being closed. Well, I mean, they're open now, but they're not doing assemblies. So unfortunately, speaking is not going on right now, but um, plus I'm down in Texas now. But um, if, I don't know. I'm starting to kind of grow my passions on social media. So if anybody wants to keep an eye out for what's coming hopefully this year I'll be starting my own podcast and interviewing people that have gone through trials and and what got them through their hard times so so it's not up yet but hopefully this year so we'll keep us posted we'll like and subscribe and uh, like and subscribe yeah. <laughs> follow follow whatever the push the buttons Click yeah that's funny yeah Okay, well, you have a good night. Thank you very much. Okay, you guys too. Thank you. Thanks, Missy. Bye-bye. Bye. That was great talking to Missy, Steve. Yeah. Man. Like, some of those experiences. And I had no idea. Like, we knew a little bit of what she'd gone through, but um, not to that extent. I I know, like, I, I don't know, probably like a lot of us, like, I know what I saw on social media, but I haven't talked to Missy for, man, I think... I'll have to, like, we're not friends on Facebook or anything. I'll have to, like, uh, Missy, I, 
Except my friend request. I've, by now, I'm sure I've sent you one. But I'm super impressed with her. Yeah, I think it's just really inspiring. I think... I just love that she touched on that a lot of us just have unseen trials. And I think, I think that's true for you and for me and for everyone that's listening that maybe... All, yeah, all of us have an outward-facing persona. Every single one of us have things that are going through beneath that that we don't always or sometimes ever show to people. Um, so it's actually really refreshing to hear her share about those things and um, the trials that she's had and, and how she's gone through them and, and found strength and found like a, a better, a stronger character through them. Yeah. I think, I don't know, it just inspired me to, to judge less and, you know, maybe just think, be just slow to anger, slow to judge us because people do go through stuff and I, I appreciate that because she didn't let those trials make her hard, but it softened her to hopefully just spread good to other people. And it sounds like she's doing awesome stuff, just talking yeah. to, to large groups about troubled teens and giving parents and uh, others just some sort of, some avenue to try and help in that really influential hard time of life yeah that was great so we still want to hear from you send us an email at jordanhigh2004podcast at gmail.com and we still want to hear from you even though you um and i and steve are not you may think your life isn't isn't as exciting but We've all learned something, and we want to hear what you've learned, um, and what are the things that have taught you that thing. I think that that's been the best part, is everybody is so different that it's, we're not looking for some exciting story. It's, I literally would love to talk to every single person and just say, hey, who did you think you were? Who are you now? What, what things have happened since then that turned you into who you are now? What advice would you give yourself? What are you passionate about? Just, I, I don't care if you are some PhD amazing scientists like Rafi, if you've gone through these trials and now you're a public speaker and helping troubled youth like Missy, if you're uh, these people we've talked to, I think that there's something to learn from everybody. Yeah. And it's been awesome just having people reach out and and connect with us because of this. Yeah. Oh, okay. And some other podcast news. We're now not only... We've always been on Spotify, but we're on Apple Podcasts and on Google Podcasts. Forget about SoundCloud or anything. That other stuff is... I'm letting all that die. But we're just going to stay on those three. So Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Um, Tell your friends. Yeah. Um, and we really appreciate everyone that's reached out to us so far. Um, we're excited to talk to talk to all the people who have reached out. And but we want to hear from more of you. Um, if you don't feel totally comfortable being on yet... Send us a voice memo with a with a fun memory, and we'll drop it on at the end of an episode. Um, and but I think this is it for episode four.